Welcome to week seven of 26 weeks of awakening. This week we're talking about the Bodhisattva or the awakened mind warrior who studies Bodhicitta. My discovery of Bodhicitta was life altering. For years, I had been countering my natural tendency of rescuing others as a crippling mental disorder that required group therapy, individual therapy, extensive study or research, and daily struggle to abate. Learning of the completely open mind, tenderness, and empathy in Bodhicitta helped me to find a healthy ground for my inner spirit. Bodhi means awake, enlightened, or completely open. Chitta means mind, heart, attitude. Combined, it means the soft spot, openness, deep compassion for others. I know now that I can have this compassion and open-heartedness for others without equating codependency. Here I struggled with enabling and rescuing, but with the practice understanding of bodhicitta, I began to evaluate my openness and desire to alleviate suffering in the lives of others. Bodhicitta is an openness and pure compassion with all suffering and all brokenheartedness. It starts here in openness and awareness first. There is not an element of fixing the cause of suffering or jumping in to save others from their problems. It is, in its pure beginning, an open understanding and a connectedness to the pain, fear, loneliness of others. One who trains in this unconditional awakening is a bodhisattva or a warrior. This is someone who is willing to train in the middle of fire. This means bodhisattvas enter challenging situations to alleviate suffering. A warrior of this nature cultivates bravery and kindness. I have accepted that this is my path. My soul is naturally driven to fire and suffering in an effort to grab those lost in the smoke and the flames to help lead them out. Pema's book, The Places That Scare You, has excellent information for the aspiring warrior. She notes that there are formal and non-formal practices to guide us in this training. Practices to nurture our capacity to rejoice, to let go, to love, and to shed a tear. Practices to teach us to stay open to uncertainty and to stay present at all times, especially those we have habitually would shut down. She says, Directly, bodhicitta training offers no promise of happy endings. Rather, this I, who wants to find security, who wants something to hold on to, can finally learn to grow up. I think in my 40s, I'm beginning to see, and I'm actually starting to grow up. Starting. We can train as a warrior wherever we are. I once heard Pema speak, and something she said about difficulty rings in my head constantly. She said, rather than dread or fear on coming struggle, 
and difficulty. We can change our response and say, oh, perfect, training ground. Well, I'm not sure what the universe had in mind, but I'm in a fantastic state of training. My experiences over the last seven years of my life have been a huge struggle, catastrophe, tragedy, and mess one after the other. Ah, training ground. Funny, I decided to take the Bodhisattva vow about seven years ago as well. Train wreck. Not sure my vow and the escalated circumstances are related. If not... A marvelous coincidence. Since then, I have had a business partnership last one year and blow up sky high in a terrible severance of ties that caused a lot of people anxiety and suffering. I have endured attacks through the legal system over and over again. For a period of time, I was fighting five lawsuits and drowning in paperwork and legal fees. All of this after taking a vow to abide by the six disciplines or activities of a warrior. They are generosity, giving as a path of learning to let go. Discipline, training in not causing harm in a way that is daring and flexible. Patience. Training in abiding with the restlessness of our energy and letting things evolve at their own speed. If waking up takes forever, still, I go moment by moment, giving up all hope of fruition and enjoying the process. Joyful enthusiasm. Letting go of perfectionism and connecting with the living quality of every moment. Meditation. Training in coming back to being right here with gentleness and precision. Prajna. Cultivating an open mind. Pema says with these six qualities, activities, we learn how to travel to another shore and do our best to take everyone we can find along with us. But abiding by these disciplines did not make my life more peaceful externally. In addition to lawsuits, my business began to suffer financially because of the partnership debacle and the media coverage of the lawsuits against me. The financial problems strained my marriage. I then suffered an asthma attack that resulted in pneumonia and a collapsed lung. This put me in the hospital for 14 days It took me a long time to recover from this, but two months out of the hospital, we had to sell our home, move to a rental property, and file bankruptcy. This stress was immense. Looking back, I'm amazed my husband and I made it through, but we did. For me, I owe it to my learned practice of mindfulness and meditation. I was truly focused on the moment and taking each day as it came. It was remarkable warrior training. I was able to somehow encourage my husband and my children to keep on moving forward. My husband is a trooper. Without the ingredient of me in his life, his days would have been much more simple and less stressful. But my warrior training began with me and then my family. 
So I had to travel to this foreign shore from complete desecration and bring everyone I could with me. At this time, my family came. After we settled into our rental property and our home sold, our bankruptcy was disputed by creditors, causing more legal battles. A month later, the Internal Revenue Service raided my office with a federal warrant, interviewed all of my employees, and took all of my files and computers. That same month, my eldest son suffered a major seizure and was diagnosed in the emergency room with a large brain tumor. Two weeks later, he would have brain surgery while the federal government investigated my business operations and I continued to battle various lawsuits and reputation issues. My warrior training brought me through this very difficult time with my son. I was able to stay completely present. I did not do any future thinking or allow fear to take hold. This was also the case for the investiga- investigation of me by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Sure, there was fear and stress and anxiety. I was leaning into it, though. I was no longer running from fear. I was facing the fire and walking in the flames and helping others do the same. See, the difference of codependency and bodhisattva is rescuing versus linking arms with and supporting someone facing the flames. Codependency says, I will fix the cause of suffering, so suffering is alleviated. Bodhisattva training says, I will lead through suffering, showing that through the flames is power and strength. Do not fear. Six months after my son's recovery, I was indicted on 19 charges by the U.S. government. Within another six months, I learned that it was financially impossible and success was improbable in my fight with the U.S. So I pled guilty to three of the 19 charges. Four months later, I was sentenced not based on the three charges I pled guilty to, but on all 19, which I still don't understand. Now I sit in federal prison camp. Getting here was through flames that were hot, loud, and extremely painful. The suffering one endures in acquiring or acquiescing to something they do not believe in in order to get through and being stripped of all family comforts, creature comforts, and societal ties and titles cannot be described in words. I can say, though, the ache in my heart is still there. The tears are ready to overflow all the time. But the warrior sits with it. As a warrior, I sit in these flames and allow them to empower and strengthen me. What do I have now in my warrior training? I have a deep interconnectedness with all those I am here with. A greater understanding of the bias and misconceptions society has of inmates based on media and government propaganda. I have a great compassion for all who suffer loss and separation from family. I am one with those who have been humiliated. This openness gives me the strength to be available when needed. The practice also gives me the wisdom to not insert myself in others' lives or problems. I stand on the threshold available and waiting. 
When those who need support or compassion while walking through flames come to me, I am there. And I, too, will walk through the flames in order to assist others in learning and in finding the middle path that alleviates suffering. A bodhisattva is a warrior who has taken a vow and delayed his own arrival at Nirvana in order to go backward through the sands of time and being and lead souls towards the path of inner peace. The struggles I have walked through as karmic consequences for my behavior or decisions throughout my existence have led me to a place of overwhelming compassion and openness to others. The empathic perceptions I have as a result of cultivating the spiritual state is at times incomprehensible. I don't know or I don't see where it comes from. Yet I understand through the teachings and the practice that this is the natural order of things. The awakened mind or the vulnerable, soft mind of Bodhicitta develops intuition. For me, this was unbelievable. I had always had a high ability for detecting emotion or reading vibes in situations, but the acute development of intuition through the practice of meditation and bodhicitta training is mind-boggling. It's like a new level of existence opens up in our daily living. A perception of spiritual deepness becomes second nature. Seeing the spiritual makeup of others, good or bad, is like seeing through to the heart of a person. For me, it's like seeing a color surrounding them and seeing where their soul is within their being. At first I questioned and second-guessed these notions I had. I felt like I was jumping to conclusions or making things up. It took many, many, many hard lessons for me to learn to listen to this power. I may not act on what I see, but I sure have learned to trust it. The universe is unrelenting when I don't trust its given gift of powerful, precise intuition. The burns often remain painful for a long time, and the scars run deep. The beautiful integration of this spiritual gift and warrior training is understanding what someone who needs to walk through the flames or in the midst of flames is going through. Intuition allows for warrior training to be used to its best capacity in guiding others. Since my mind and spirit can see what divine power shows through, listening to another person becomes easier and far more lucrative in my practice. As I listen, I hear what is needed from me and where I need to support and also where I do not need to give attention. It's limitless. A bodhisattva never reaches a place of full capacity. Strength, endurance, patience, compassion... Joy, loving-kindness, wisdom, and intuition continue to grow. I grow daily in learning to find contentment through walking in flames. I am more able to help others understand fire as I continue to endure flames of daily living. For week seven, as we talk about 
the idea of bodhicitta, awakened mind, and the possibility of becoming a bodhisattva or a spiritual warrior for others, I have some questions for you. How would you evaluate your ability for empathy? Do you find yourself in a place of compassion, wanting to do more for others? And in what ways have you served others in the past? In what ways do you aspire to serve now? What flames have you walked through that you could help others walk through? How well in tune with your intuition are you? And how often do you meditate? Are you continuing in a practice of daily meditation? Does Bodhisattva training of the spiritual warrior sound like something that interests you, formally or informally? Continue practice meditation. I have put up a guided imagery meditation. Five to ten minutes at least twice a day is how we practice meditation. Remember being mindful in our moments and mindful showers, mindful eating, mindful walking. Really enjoy your present moments and take in the details that surround you every day. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you, hearing you, being with you next week as we talk about nirvana, the end of suffering. Namaste. Namaste.